Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to the Drew Marshall Show, the last one. Last one! Last call! Your prayers have been answered, people. There will be no more show. You're singing pretty high there. Keep on You have your birthday thong on today? I do. Especially for Bev. Okay. <laughs> what? It's her birthday, so oh, I, you know. Oh, yes, yes, okay, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't trying to move in on there. No, it was weird. Just got things fixed, and Miller wearing a thong. Oh, my goodness. We uh, we just got out the phone with Tony Campolo and Philip Yancey. Tony was the first Christian speaker that I actually, well, that I listened to. I think that's probably because he swore. And then Philip Yancey, the first Christian author that I actually read. And in a little bit, it'll be uh, Candace Cameron Bure, DJ Tanner from Full House, and Kathy Lee Gifford. But right now, it's my two favorite Pauls. It sounds like we should have some game show thing in the background. Hey, it's our two favorite Pauls. Two favorite Pauls! Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Paul Henderson was my very first guest on the Drew Marshall Show 16 years ago. He's a Canadian hockey legend. His face is on a stamp. And Paul Young is the author of my all-time favorite book, The Shack, and his face should be stamped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is. Daily. First of all, I want to introduce the two of you. Paul Young, you've lived in the States a while now, but do you even remember someone named Paul Henderson? Well, yeah. You know, I was 17 years old. I was just talking to Paul. We were both on hold together. So, um, but I was 17 years old, graduating from Caledonia High School in Terrace, B.C., when he put that puck in the goal and uh, kind of lit the whole country on fire. You know, Summit and the Summit series, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we we watched a lot of hockey back then, anyway. And yeah. uh, and uh, but yeah, so so great. Well, and of course, Paul Henderson, this guy here, Paul Young, wrote a fairly controversial book that some people loved and some people hated. We we all want to know what camp you land in. Well, I tell you what, it was shocking. Uh, But it was uh, uh, initially, you know, I wonder, where is this thing going? But uh, I had most of my family have read the book. Uh, First to my wife, then to my daughters, and I think we all learned uh, a whole lot about forgiveness. Yeah, that's a great summary. I call it uh, the greatest love story I've ever read. It really is. So thank you. Thank you, Paul, for writing the stinking book. And thank you, Henny, for being so stinking patient with a meathead like me over the years. (laughs) Yeah. My Paul Henderson story, I've told it a million times. I'll keep it brief. But back when I I first got into the Jesus scene, was hanging out at Teen Ranch and, you know, got married and young, too, you know, too young, just too young. Anyway, Paul, I saw him at something and he said, so, so you, are you serious about your walk with the Lord? He said, yes, I am. All right, well, we have a men's group and I want to invite you. I thought, Paul Henderson's inviting me to a, like a Bible study thing? This is awesome. This is fantastic. He said, fantastic. I'm in. When is it? He said, Wednesday mornings at 6. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> It uh, sounds just like you, Drew. Yep. Yeah. No, that's not. Uh, real spiritual people are still resting their souls at that point in, preach, in the, brother, in the preach. day. Henny, are you an early guy still? Are you like waking up and spending four hours on your knees in prayer every day? No, no, not that much, but I do spend probably an hour, an hour and a half. But I used to get up between 5 and 5.30 at some point. Really? Yeah, yeah, haven't for years and years. Well, my mentor, John Bradford, got me. Back in, uh, you know, 1976, uh, he really encouraged me to start the day with the Lord. And, man, I was right out of my comfort zone at that point because I wasn't an early person. But 
Yeah, it's just a tradition. I want to finish well. And uh, the best way I can do that is to spend time with the Lord every day. Um, and my prayer is, Lord, uh, keep me safe from myself and the devil. Those are the two people that I have to worry about the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He well, knows I need a lot of help. According to your wife, Eleanor, those two people might be one and the same some days. <laughs> <laughs> I got no comeback for that, buddy. No, <laughs> that's right, that's right. So listen, Mr. Young, has the book slowed down, the selling? I mean, you're at, what, 24 million copies worldwide. Tell me it's slowed down. Slown? Is that even a real oh. word? It, it slow in. I guess it's a if you take the G off the end, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it goes in waves. In fact, it's just picked up again for who knows why, and um, and then it'll you know it'll slow down a bit and then it'll pick up again. So you know it's just one of those funny things that it, uh, new generation comes along and discovers it, and mm. it's like another whole conversation begins. One of my best stories, Henny, I'll share this with you about Paul Young and the book, The Shack. You know, I did this Camino walk, 1,000 kilometers, three-month vow of silence. I ended up on an island off the coast of Africa in a monastery. I somehow communicate to one of the monks that I'd like to see the collection of books that they have in this monastery. So we go into this one room and through a hallway and into a chamber and the door unlocks. We go in, there's all, the, you can smell the must in the room and... And he goes off and disappears, and he comes back, and he brings out this archaic book, and he lands it down on the shelf, and I'm sure a bit of dust came off it, and he opened it up, and I I kind of lost focus because the book was laying on top of another book, and underneath the archaic book was a book called Acabanas, which is the shack in Spanish, and I was baffled because in my mind, the shack was kind of slamming religious ritualism a little bit here and there, and I, and again, I'm not sure how I was able to kind of write it out on the iPhone to this monk who really wasn't good with English, and I wasn't good with anything speaking. Basically, the conversation went like this. Why do you have this book? He says, this is my favorite book. Now, he's a young monk. So I said, well, that's that's because you're young. He said, this is the favorite book of all the monks here. All the monks. I was baffled. So just before we go to Paul Henderson and talk about his world, Paul Young, why do you think that this book penetrated the souls of so many monks when it seems like it's a bit of a... Yeah, slap to the face of religion. Well, because everybody really wants relationship and not religion at the core of their heart. And like you said, it's a love story. It's a human story. And uh, I think that's what captured people. That it got him in the heart, but it's, it's got good, solid orthodox theology, too. It was a, a reintroduction for a whole lot of people to the idea and, and the reality of the Trinity. And that was a huge piece for so many people and i think that's why i i love that story that it would it would end up there but i know it's being taught in the vatican i know it's in lots of seminaries and schools and and in in prisons and it's just it who who knows all the reasons but I, i'm just grateful that i got to be a part of it yeah it really is an amazing story another amazing story is is the cancer in Paul Henderson's life. Dude, you have fought this thing tooth and nail. People have been wondering how you're doing, and you've been on my show a few times over the years giving people the updates. You're always cheery about stuff, you know. You could be laying on your deathbed having 16 breaths left, and you'd be cheery about it. That's how irritating you are. Well, I think that's a gift from the God, just that, you know, it's a, you know, like Paul said, it's all about a relationship. 
And unfortunately, I had some wonderful mentors, Mel Stevens, and and really modeled for me what it was to really love the Lord and be intimate with Him. And uh, and the wonderful thing, the Lord doesn't expect perfection. Uh, he just, uh, you know, uh, Yancey's book, or not Yancey, excuse me, Eugene Peterson, a, a, a long obedience in the same direction. And that's uh, that's one of my favorite books also. Hmm. Uh, but uh, but that's what I try to do. I get up in the morning, okay, Lord, i got another day, and I unashamedly ask for help, and and then I just try to go out and try to be the man um, he wants me to be, and I evaluate myself now on the fruit of the Spirit. I used to be, you know, do I lead someone to the Lord, or, you know, do I do this, do I accomplish that? That is all, it's just that uh, I would just like to be um, a very spiritual person in the sense of the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, and when you do that, you love your wife, your children, your grandchildren, and you're so full of thanks, you just you don't have time for all the other anchors, you know, aggravations. I sure. mean, I've had cancer now for 10 years. Uh, they told me when I first got it, I might have five years, and I thought, geez, you know, I was 66 at the time, I get five years, I'm 71, that's not a bad deal. Now I'm 76, and still percolating. Still percolating. <laughs> But, well, how is it? I mean, what can you talk about? What do you want to let our listeners know? How we, what's going on with the cancer? Well, I just, the, the cancer, well, we knew it was going to happen at some point. This uh, drug that I'm on right now, in Bruvica, is uh, my cancer's gotten a little, star, uh, a little smarter, and uh, my markers are uh, going down a little bit. But it's, it appears that it's moving very slowly. And there are some options. There's some people in my trial that had to go off it at four years, five years, and so I've stayed on it almost as long as anybody. Uh, so by now, there's uh, new drugs coming all the time. So I still have some uh, some uh, options, but, mm. you know, it's very important that you do your due diligence also, just like everything in life. And so I've got a, an, <clears throat> uh, an oncologist over in Hamilton who has been my quarterback, and so I'm talking to him, but we're doing some research, and and so, uh, but basically, we'll just handle it. Whatever comes, we don't know. I might be able to stay on this for another three months, even six months, if it's really moving slowly. And so we, I just don't. It's like everybody. You just take. You got today. You have to make decisions, and you hopefully make more good ones than you make bad ones. Yeah, those odds have changed in your life. Yeah, I remember you telling me just how many dumb decisions you made when you were younger. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I got a lifetime of them, so that, <laughs> <laughs> I got I got them all in early. <laughs> I remember uh, Henny's got one of the best endorsements for me. He wrote this down. He said, "I can't even not verbatim, but it says something like, when I met Drew Marshall, I thought this guy's either going to do something amazing with his life, or is he going to end up in prison?" And uh, <laughs> I thought that was a great endorsement right there. Haven't seen the fruits of that yet. Though, no, stop it. <laughs> you still have time. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, I certainly needed to have both of you guys on the last show. Paul, you know, I still remember sobbing two times. One was when I was reading your book, and the second one when I was watching the stinking movie on your book. Oh, yeah. And I remember I was watching the screening at E1 Studios in Toronto, and I sent you a text, and all I said was, I hate you. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah, well, I that didn't surprise me. Hey, yeah, really, 
Really? You know, there's a fine line for Drew between love and hate, and uh, so I take it as a compliment. <laughs> good, good. But more than I that, you, bud. More, well, more than that, Paul, I mean, you were one of my fantastic four. You walked me through some dark times over the last couple of years. We had a monthly uh, Skype meeting, and, and you really have just been a brother from another mother living far away, but being so close. So thank you for your personal support of such a schmuck like me. So thank you, Paul. Oh, yes. It's been, it's been an absolute honor. I, I just love you to the bones. And, and uh, I'm, I'm so grateful that I got to be a part of, part of your sacred story. And, uh, and, I, and I love the journey that you've done, the work you've done. And everybody knows, because you've been so open about it, um, that, that you've done some hard work, and it's been good work, and you're worth the work. And I'm, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Paul. And, Annie, you know, from the very beginning, you scared me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You scared me <laughs> because I didn't know if I could live up to this kind of self-discipline that was required of anybody who was going to really be a follower of Jesus. But as time went on, I saw you lean into your humanity. And there's no question, one of the most intense human beings anybody had ever met. You made Harold Ballard look like Mother Teresa, right? I think that's a huge exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, seriously, you—it's uh, been—it's been a, a real—I uh, don't know—it's been—you've helped me breathe and lighten up a little bit because I've seen you lighten up, and you are whether you like it or not. You don't have a choice in this. You—you you were formative in my early spiritual growth years, and I could not have chosen somebody better. You, of course, Mel Stevens, the same way. You know, there's a guy who had the same kind of intensity and wanted to pound me in the head more than once. But anyway, to both of you, I think it really comes down to the closer you get to death, maybe you lighten up. Is that what it is? No, I don't think so. I, th- I think it's that you, the, the Lord starts to... to uh, well, I think two people, the Lord and your wife, if you've got a good... <laughs> yes. uh, starts to take the edges off. Like, I've learned so much from my wife, and, and uh, you know, just... The, <laughs> Watching her operate, the, the gentleness and the graciousness of it, and uh, you know, I was pretty, I was pretty strict guy and pretty forceful, but but uh, you know, the Lord can take enthusiasm, and He can, you know, He can mold it and shape it. And so, I'm a totally different person today than when I started the ministry. Hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't evaluate myself and what I accomplish and that. I just evaluate myself. Of, like I said, I'm the fruit of the Spirit, and, and there's tremendous freedom in that. And I don't compare myself to anybody else, and I don't try to be anybody than who I am. And, um, and so it's a pretty, you know, uh, Peterson says, uh, you're blessed when you're uh, content with who you are, nothing more, nothing less. And that's the moment that you discover you're proud orders, owners of everything that can't be bought. And so I'm a very contented person, and of course, well, you know, Eleanor and I have just got such a great relationship, and I've got wonderful grandchildren and children, and blessed beyond imagination. Yeah. And I can, the odd time, I still play a pretty good round of golf, so it's all pretty good. Oh, so good. So good. I was just reminded of a Gordon Lightfoot quote we had the Good Brothers on the show earlier. The thing that I call living is just being satisfied with knowing I've got no one left to blame. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, to both of you, my two favorite Pauls, guys, thank you very, very much. I hate admitting this, but I have actually felt loved by both of you. 
Thank you. Sweet. There you go, Good buddy. Thought. All right. Love you, bud. Take care, guys. Bye. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. Paul Henderson, Canadian hockey legend, my very first guest on the Drew Marshall Show, and, of course, Paul Young, author of my favorite book, The Shack. Starting to sound a little narcissistic. A little more than usual is what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Let me support you on that. <laughs>